sanity. We're holding ours right now. We're holding our sanity, our liquid sanity in plastic stemmed wine stemmed. glasses. Uh, what I love is that it's stemmed plastic wine uh-huh. glasses. So I was on my way here and I realized that I had forgotten wine glasses and a, bo- a wine opener. So I FaceTimed Todd real quick. I pulled over. Let me just say, I pulled over into the school parking lot, FaceTime Todd, said, I'm swinging back around, meet me in the road with wine glasses. This is what he brought me. I was like, what is this? I didn't You're even like, know we had honey, these. I didn't say wine plastics. I said wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> these might not make it back home. <laughs> these are They'll disposable, like, right? Where's our wine plastics at? <laughs> That's what we I start just calling them. I just assumed it. you brought me disposable wine glasses, so they didn't come back home. We'll just like clink, clink. They make a clinking sound. You just have to say it. But the wine inside of the glass is, is very good. Very good. Very I'm good. Very happy. I got so yes, tonight. I brought. Um, I got it because it was on sale. Mm. Uh, it's called Liberty School Cab. It's a Paso Robles, like mm-hmm. you've been bringing. Um, I cannot read anything else about it. Oh, 2016. <laughs> 2016 cab. It's red. It's in a bottle. And it's... It's good. It's, it's it really, good. really good. It doesn't taste like puppy breath like no, that other one. This is going to go down very well and very quickly. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Abby. Welcome, everybody, to the Lady Bits Podcast. This is where we're going to talk about chin hair. And better sex. And all the lady bits in between. Ooh. All those little nooks and crannies and crevices. Crevices. Ew, that's a gross word. <laughs> I'm not going to say that word again. We had a kid in my um, fourth grade class that his nickname was Crevice. Ew. <laughs> Ew. No. In your class? In your Yes, race? his nickname was Crevice. Why? I don't... I, oh, I remember. We were on the playground and he... <laughs> We were, I don't remember what game we were playing, but he got himself into a situation and he yelled out, I'm, you got me in a crevice or something like that. Like, I think he was smushed up against a wall and couldn't get out or something had happened and he yelled out, you got me stuck in a crevice. And so we called him crevice. Oh boy. What an unfortunate way to have a nickname stick. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad about it. I mean, at least it was a boy and not a girl. It's a little (laughs) easier to take. Like, you don't want to be a girl nicknamed Crevice. No, I don't think he wanted to be nicknamed Crevice. (laughs) But he was. What's up, Crevice? (laughs) I just kind of gagged a little bit in the back of my throat. It's one of those words that I just can't handle. Uh, It is a weird word. I have a lot. I have a list. I have a list of words mm-hmm. that um, aren't my favorites. I guess I should say. Yeah. And the mistake that I have made in life is sharing that list. Is telling people the damn list because you don't do that. They they make it their mission in life to see how many ways they can say the words. Right. On the people list. that love you find ways to use the words you hate. Yes. They find just in general people that love you find ways to just make you want to shrivel up yes they look for the ways out of love my kids especially man they love to say those words Mm. love it but whatever i know they love me going along with our wine tonight is a big bag that i stole from my pantry of my child my children's candy you stole from your kids not your pantry i stole this from the pantry 
my kids happen to be collectors of this candy. But this is actually most of the stuff that they don't like. So that's all the stuff I do like in there. I see it. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. This is this is what it means to be an adult Mm -hmm. when you're 30 something years old. Girl, 40 something. Okay, when you're in your uh, 30s and 40s, you can have chocolate and candy Mm -hmm. for dinner and wash it down with wine. Well, that's loud. Absolutely. That's dinner tonight. So clink to that. Clink and lots of, there'll be lots of um, candy wrapper rustling (laughs) tonight. Yes. Give me all those Twix and Kit Kats. Mm -hmm. Well, tonight, as I shove salami into my mouth before I eat the... And that is not a metaphor. There's literally some salami literal going salami. Into her, in her mouth. Um, tonight we're talking about conflict resolution. Ugh, give me some more wine. I mean, we're, <laughs> here <you> go. <laughs> we're talking about how to fight better than we do. Right. Here. Fight, I guess, effectively. Like fight with uh, the sense of like, not that you've defeated somebody else, but fighting in the sense of like, you know what? That ended up being a necessary conversation, but a good conversation because we're better uh, in the end. I just spilled wine on my dress. Oh, damn. Damn it. Oh, well. That hopefully will come out. Otherwise, we'll just splatter it with wine all over and we'll just do like a wine splatter design on your we'll dress. Do it intentionally. Um, so I have had lots of opportunities over the course of my life with several different people to practice my conflict um, technique. I'm not good at it. I do have some things of like, I know what not to do. I've gotten better. And but I'm still learning. I got better because, well, because I've had practice, unfortunately, and also because I went to therapy for quite a few years to try and figure out how to Mm-hmm. resolve conflict and I think the biggest thing that uh, opened my eyes is my therapist taught me that conflict is not bad conflict you actually want conflict mm-hmm. in a relationship because if you don't that means you're both either bored or you don't care or you've resigned yourself to that that per- you don't matter anymore oh and, and none of those things are good no none of those things are good but conflict means that you both have opinions that you both have things that you're that you care about right um conflict is good when it moves over into being contentious contentious is when it's a problem mm. that's always been a hard word for me to say contentious contentious yeah so there he goes candy wrappers twizzler in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> and it's a real Twizzler in my mouth. Twizzlers and salami. Mm. God, where are the Tums? <laughs> Might have some indigestion tonight. Girl, we have fancy dinner. Mm. Um, so that is the, the biggest thing that changed my focus when I when we were having arguments. And, you know, I've had, when I was dating, I had different experiences with men who did not know how to argue well um some who did and now i'm married to a man who is brilliant at conversation and so we just have the best time uh disagreeing sometimes Mm -hmm. honestly it's really fantastic um that we respect each other enough to disagree and have a conversation and be okay with each other in the end Mm -hmm. and um it's pretty cool 
while I am still learning to do it better, I guess, like argue and disagree and have conflicts in a healthier way. The good thing is that I've been arguing and conflicting with the same people in my life for quite a while. Like, I don't know, Brent and I have known each other for years, like almost 20 years. And I would say that he and I, (laughs) we've come a long way, like in the way we disagree about things and handle conflicts and frustrations. Um, I mean, when we were teenagers, like it was nothing for me to get physical, which is terrible to say, but like, it was just too easy for me to like haul off and like shove them or, you know, Mm. punch them. Not in the face or anything, but, like, in the arm and maybe, like, genuinely mean it in that moment. So, And that's ne- that's not good at all. Brent. Sorry, man. Things I put up with. I know. I was an abusive little lady. But, um, I mean, now, like, it's so much easier for me to be like, you know, I really don't like it when you do this. Mm-hmm. And not that I expect it to change, but acknowledging it forces him to to make a decision mm-hmm. whether and it, the same for him like he tells me when he doesn't like things and I don't want to hear it sometimes or I want to justify my I want to justify my reasonings for things but the truth of the matter is like whether I feel it's justified or not one thing I've learned is that if it if it's affecting him then I I need to Look at it and at least acknowledge it and figure out like, okay, why do I act that way or why do I say those things or um, what can I do to make it better for him? I don't want to be that person that is like, well, this is just who I am and you can like it or not. Yeah, well, partnership is all about preferring the other person that doesn't mean losing yourself but it does mean uh, considering and preferring the other person um, when you are making decisions when you are in conflict let me think about that person and how this is making them feel because listen you've chosen to live your life with them Mm -hmm. and you better figure out how to live peacefully with them while in conflict um, or you just miserable. And I have been in relationships where it was either explosive anger or nothing at all. And I didn't have the balance. You know, I had mm-hmm. I had the we don't care enough about each other to give two shits to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then I've had the the smallest little thing being the worst thing ever and tempers going um, it's nice now. I don't that I'm kind of we're kind of in Almost balance like you were in the middle. Woman, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, like, who is for that one? Who is the woman in this relationship? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you if you make a decision, Trick question. You're both the women. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good. Uh, combination so if you have made a decision to prefer that person then you're going to approach arguing um, or conflicting with that person with that in mind and that means um, 
that sometimes you're going to have to concede. Sometimes you're going to have to say, my actions are, are, are hurting you. My actions are negatively affecting you. So I'm going to kind of change things up. But so would you say that that's like a, one of the, I guess, foundations of, you know, being a better fighter. I I hate the word fighting, but like, I mean, it's easy to say, like being an effective fighter, um, like knowing or going into it, preferring the other person because you're automatically at a viewpoint that is serving to them. Absolutely. And you're, I feel like you're going to put yourself in a better place to receive Yes. And acknowledge things. I, I want to be real clear. I'm not saying that you lose yourself, that you defer to the other person to the extent that your opinion doesn't matter or what you think doesn't matter. It's not what I'm saying at all. Mm. But um, you are considering your actions and how it affects the person you've chosen to live your life with. That's what I'm talking that, about. I mean, that could go for relationships across the board. Absolutely. And I don't want I want this podcast tonight to be about conflict management in general in your work relationships and your friendships, Mm -hmm. in your family relationships, in your partnerships Um, across the board. All of these principles will work in every situation. Um, So there are definitely some things that I've learned through uh, trial and error, trial and error (laughs) through being in the fire of it. Uh, some things that I've been taught from watching my parents over the years, mm-hmm. um, from sitting on my therapist's couch for several years and asking questions and him calling me out on my bullshit and mm. all of that. You know, I've learned some hard lessons and I feel like I hope that Todd has been <laughs> is reaping the rewards of those lessons learned now. But, you know, there are some definite rules that I've learned that I think will help. Um, all of you, if you find yourself in a situation where you are having um, contentious conversations and not just differences of opinion. So I agree. Um, so tell me about some of these because I need to learn some. Okay. Because so, I actually have a triple, like I have a triple uh, or a trifecta relationship with my best friend, Millie. Who is also my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. She was my best friend first, and then my sister-in-law, and then my boss. Yeah. And so there are many layers mm-hmm. to to our relationship. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have to compartmentalize that stuff because as her friend, I can say more to her at work, but if other people are around... I need, I've learned that I need to rein that in, make sure that it's a conversation that is private between us, and um, also be willing to accept things that she is saying from a stance of like, hey, this pertains to you being an employee and not mm-hmm. my best friend. I love you, but this is also my business, and you know, this is the direction and things like that. And mm-hmm. I still, I'm doing that stuff. Like she still has to deal with my shit. That is that is time. really tough. Those are some blurry lines that you have to navigate. But I think that approaching 
disagreements, uh, no matter what kind of relationship it is, with some with some uh, boundaries and some guidelines in place definitely helps, no matter what the situation is. So here are my um, five things. Ooh, I, I like it. Five. First one is um, you want to maintain control of your emotions. So there's this there's this critical moment where you cross a line and you can't come back. Mm. Um, you're and it's even like physical where you work yourself up to where your blood is circulation circulating at a certain rate. Your heart's pounding. Your heart's pounding and you can't pull it back in if you let yourself get that far. Mm. So if you determine in your mind and your heart, I'm going to maintain control. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to know that this this thing that we're dealing with right now is just a thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep cool because if you don't you're going to pass a point of no return and you're going to say things you regret and you're going right. to um, wish that you had just shut your effing mouth yeah. for a while until you could control it so that's number one maintain control don't allow yourself to get so far that you can't come back that's a it. hard thing to do it is sometimes like sometimes it's easier than others mm-hmm. like I can actually I lose control with my kids I mean not yeah. that I'm like mean I, I can just easily like raise my voice especially to my daughter I've noticed that I naturally expect more out of her I don't know if it's because she's my firstborn and she's the oldest but I do and maybe it's because my mom did of me but She's still six years old. Yeah. She's still a child. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a child. Um, yeah, that's that's managing expectations. Todd and I had this conversation just the other night about our four kids. About okay, what do we expect from them at their age bracket? Mm-hmm. You know, they are thirteen, two ten year olds, and eight. You know, what can we expect out of them and what can we realistically... All I want is some Von Trapp kit, Von Trapp kits. <laughs> like, I want to use a whistle and I want them to march in Snap to it. and be like ready to go and sing songs. Like, that's what yeah. I want. Why can't I have That's it? not what you birthed, though. So It's not. You probably birthed a little you, so uh, I know that that's not what they're going to be. <laughs> uh, I birthed a me that looks like my husband. Yes my husband's family like kind of did that too yeah so you know maintain control that's and that's hard i listen i'm not stupid i know that that's number one is probably the hardest one of all five okay maintain control that's a choice i tell that to my kids all the time you can choose how you're going to respond to the situation we talk to our kids about that too we can too we can choose i'm gonna flip out or i'm gonna stay calm so stay calm. You'll get more of what you want by staying calm. I promise. Number two is listening well. You're going to listen actively and you're not going to interrupt. So some couples, we don't do this, but some couples will even have like a little toy microphone. And if you have the microphone, you're the only one allowed to talk do when you're done. Do they sing into it? Do they sing their part? They're like, I, mean, I feel that you're a total shithead. <laughs> It might help you stay calm. It's like a little yeah, calm How do you melody. like take their like, babe, you think I'm a shithead? It's so sweet. You're so sweet. That's such a pretty song. No, 
Um, we don't do that, but some couples do go so far as to have a prop where, listen, it's, it's my, turn. my turn. You're not going to talk when I'm done. I'll hand it to you. Mm. But the point is you're going to listen and you're not going to interrupt. And then it'll be your turn. Um, that's super important. I tend to want to defend myself after every four words. I need to respond to that right now. When in reality, I don't. I need to let him say his piece. But aren't you worried that you're going to forget? I know I don't forget stuff. Or do you just like write notes down? You're like, I'm going to come back to that point. Mental notes. Um, But my tendency is to want to write there immediately, respond. No, I didn't say that. No, you're wrong. (laughs) No, you heard me incorrectly. That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. But I need to let them, even with my employees, the people that I'm responsible for at work or... Um, whoever it is, I need to hear them out and then respond when they're done because I want the same thing, right? I don't want anybody interrupting me. I want to be able to say my piece and then let's talk about what I just said. So that's number two, listen actively, um, and don't interrupt. Number three, this is a really hard one. (laughs) I thought you said the first one was They're all hard. (laughs) Don't keep score. And don't bring up the past. Oh, my husband's looking at me right now because <laughs> I bring up the past all the time. Well, I do, too. And and I, I bring it up for fun. I'm like, I you remember ra- when you used to do this to me? I rationalize it. Sometimes Todd will call me out and he's like, you're you're dredging up the past. And I'll say, but I'm trying to tell you there's a pattern. <laughs> I will rationalize right. my terribleness. Um, but it doesn't help. It really doesn't. But don't people, I thought like it's good to have, or here's my thing. I've always been told that you have a belief, then you should have supporting argument for that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, but use your, it, it, it never fails that I'm always asked like, or, or this bothers me. Okay. Well, or, or I'm frustrated at you. Okay. Why are you frustrated? And then you list all the things that are frustrating. Right. Is that okay? I don't know. I mean, that, that's it's a gray line because, listen, if I were married to a man that habitually cheated on me, I would say, first those. of all, I wouldn't still be with that man. But I would want to say, listen, you've done you've cheated on me here and here and here and here. This mm-hmm. is a pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be. And as we always say in every effing episode we are not experts i'm not saying that this list is perfect right but in general like if you're if you're arguing about the dishes Hmm. and you've already talked about it in the past and you've said and you've forgiven them really for not cleaning out the cereal bowl Mm -hmm. don't bring it up every time like deal with that situation in that moment Hmm. hey can we please just if we see dishes let's do it or if i asked you to do the dishes and you didn't this is with my kids too like Hmm. i asked you to do something I don't want to bring up the past 15 times that they screwed up. It doesn't make them feel good. I don't, again, I don't want somebody to do that to me. Right. To bring up all of my mistakes. So don't keep score. Don't bring up the past. Just don't. And it's such a temptation. Like, I want to do it every time. But I have to tell myself, and I'm not perfect at it. Focus on the problem. What is happening right now? What are we dealing with right now? Let's deal with this thing. Because if you've forgiven them for the past thing... You really should. It should be in the past. Right. So, okay. True. Number four, don't criticize and name call. So that one's not so hard. I'm not really a 
that's not something I want to do all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm not like looking for ways to be mean. Right. Um, but just be careful about that. Don't. Okay. Todd explains it like this. He says, he, he told me this one time. He said, Abby, there might be a come a point in time where I say you're acting like a bitch. He said, I'm not going to say, Abby, you're a bitch. Mm. There's a difference. Right. I'm not a bitch, but in that moment, I might be acting like one. But just so it's a little shift in how you say it. Mm. Don't tell somebody who they are mm-hmm. to in your mind in that moment. You can call out their actions, but don't make that a label for them, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Don't label your partner or your coworker or your kid. You're so dumb. Or oh, that my heart. Yeah, whatever that word is, just be careful. Like, if you could envision the Hi My Name Is sticker, you Hi don't want to... Bitch. Yeah, you don't want to write a word on that My name is Crevice. Label. <laughs> Hi, my name is Crevice. <laughs> I'm stuck in a crevice. That's where people put me. <laughs> in a crevice. In a crevice. Okay, number five, apologize mm. at the end. You got to be humble and you got to get... I'm good get... at that one. Yeah. Am I good at that one? It's okay if I'm not, but I feel like I am. Um, I think what time you are. You hold on to it for a while, of, and then eventually, away. we'll probably have a little conflict resolution tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, you are very good at that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I hold on to things as long as you know another person might. I I want to. I like to move past things quickly, mm-hmm. so I have no problems apologizing and meaning it. Like I can genuinely mean it and say it quickly, but I don't like to hold on to things. Oh, I don't either. It's miserable to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, Brent will hold on to things longer than I will. In other, in the fact of like, he will sit with the way it made him feel he'll sit with that like frustration or anger Mm -hmm. longer than I will because I don't want to feel that way Mm -hmm. so I am ready to move on a lot of times faster than he is but I'm okay if he sits in it I've learned to to accept that he needs to like digest it a little more Mm -hmm. than I do so I've learned to like give him space yeah I'll say are you ready to talk and sometimes it's no and I say okay and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's taken me a while because I try to I used to try to force like no we're gonna talk right now, and that is not effective at all. No, because everybody needs different, um, different. I don't know what the word is. Y- your your course of action is different, right? Um, and your um, process, your, your thought pro- process. Is different. Yes, absolutely. And you know, there have been times when I've needed more time to deal with whatever it was than my partner did, mm-hmm. and I have to be patient with them too. Um, and even in the right in the heat of the moment in the argument, um, it like going back to number one. If you feel yourself getting out of control, this is what I another thing I learned from my therapist: take a time out, set a timer for ten minutes or twenty minutes, whatever you need. And just walk away. Even if it's right in the middle of a sentence, walk away, set a timer, cool down, and come back. Because if you're getting yourself past that point of no return, you you do end up saying things that you regret if you're not ready to deal with whatever that is. So give yourself space. Give each other space. Mm -hmm. And 
come to an agreement with each other beforehand. Okay, when we get when it moves from conflict to contentiousness, we're going to set a timer. We're going to walk away. We're not going to walk away for days and days and days. Right. But we're going to walk away for a certain period period of time. We're come come back together. We're going to work it out. Right. Because at the at the end of the day. That person that you are sitting in front of is more important than whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Especially in your, if that is your like significant person um, or like in my stance, like I uh, also have a, a, a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. She is important. And maintaining a good rapport with your coworkers is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're with sometimes you're with coworkers more than you are your family. Like if you think about in the stance of like time quality time or time spent with people in proximity. Yeah. You're with coworkers more than most. Yeah. Others. And it, it it's a different dynamic for sure because you're not <clears throat> as emotionally invested into that person and you know that person could walk away from you at any moment and it's mm-hmm. it you know, it would suck, but it's not the end of the world right but you still have to be kind and thoughtful and honest with each other and well you want to have a good work environment too. absolutely like, just like at home you want a good environment you also want a good work environment mm-hmm. so yeah so these five things are are uh transferable to whatever relationship you are in, in conflict in in the moment mm-hmm. right it's not mm-hmm. just marriage it's whatever um, you can tweak as you need, but you know, the point is be an adult. If you're not an adult yet, <laughs> try to act like one, but be kind to each other mm-hmm. and prefer the other person over yourself in every area of yeah. life. I think that's what we need more and more and more. I agree. Serving others. I feel like, oh man, I feel like that could really just change humanity. It could. We're so selfish. In general, in relationships and in and in life, you yeah. turn on the radio and it's just selfishness everywhere. But if you can figure out how to say, "Okay, I'm going to hear you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to prefer you in this in this moment," I'm going to figure this out. I mean, what awesomeness could come from that if we could really figure out how to do that? Oh yeah, that's really good. Those are really good things. Very hard things. Yeah, going to take a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll start slow and practice on like my cat or my dog. <laughs> I'd be like, if it gets heated, I'm like, you know what? I got to step out for a second mm-hmm. or you need to step outside because you just did a little diddle on the floor <laughs> and it's making me lose my cool. So we're going to separate. Mm-hmm. But in all seriousness, like these are really good points, Abby. I I definitely need to take these to heart <laughs> and actually apply these a little more uh earnestly or steadfast in my life right you know I I learned a lot from my parents too my 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 dad used to be he's not now but he used to be like a professional arguer he was good at arguing and winning every argument um and he learned that that wasn't necessarily super beneficial for peacefulness in his life mm. and he learned how to lay that down and learn how to communicate better and listen and um 
Because you can either be right all the time or you can be happy. Happy, yeah. Because <laughs> you're not going to be both. I guarantee you, if you're somebody who feels like you are right all the time, you are miserable. Yeah. And everybody around you say, is miserable. Everyone around you <laughs> hates living with you. Yeah. Yeah. All five of these things are things that don't come naturally easy, easy no, to me. because we as humans are we're dicks we are we are i mean we we just are and it is it comes natural to like self-preservation it's instinctual in us like save myself save my feelings save my like my money my feelings my time my 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 my, mine it's too easy and the harder road but god the more satisfying or rewarding road is serving Mm-hmm. is serving others do you think that um you know the the way society is right now with social media and the way everything is kind of set up right now where everybody feels like i have something to say and like mm-hmm. they're raising their fist and my opinion matters and right. i agree with that everybody's opinion does matter but we've become so angry in it in our opinions, I think yes, your your opinion matters, but not just your opinion matters. And I think that is what we forget. We get so hung up on like having our voices heard that we just forget to focus on the voices coming at us mm-hmm. with things that they need to say. Like I just feel like. We're all like fighting for attention, like we're all trying to to climb mm-hmm. to um to the top to the microphone to to have you know our moment that you know we're we're just tearing each other down mm-hmm. and in the process like we're not getting anywhere we're just tearing each other down, but we're not we're not really leveling up right, and that only comes when someone when you stop and say. Let me help you. Let me build you. And, and and I feel like in the beginning, it feels like all you're doing is maybe building other people. And I think it can put you into a very, like, humbling and almost, like, defeated place. But if that is something continuously or if that's something that you are continuously doing in your life, like, I can't help but think that the people around you see that Mm -hmm. and those that really love you are going to do the same for you they're going to see and lift you up as well i mean and if they're not then they're not your friends they're using you and i feel like we're getting into a whole nother tangent but the wine's the wine is starting to talk in a good way in a good way this wine is intellectual wine (laughs) What is it no. making us smarter? <laughs> it makes me think I'm smarter, 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 <laughs> smarter, smarter. But my mouth can't work very well. <laughs> my mouth don't work well when I drink my wine. Sometimes when I listen back to these podcasts the next day, Ooh. I'm amazed that I made any sense after the amount of wine we ingested. Um, mm. But. Oh my gosh, so this isn't one of the funnest conversations to no, have, it's but not, it is but it's important. Ladies, listen up. Sometimes we can act like bitches. little bitches. 
So let's don't do that. No. Let's be better. We don't want to be nagging, whiny, bitchy. We just don't. I don't want to be labeled that. So this Mm -hmm. is your, Abby, your five tips that you've given are a great way to stop that pattern and start a new one. Start a new one. Right. Let's be better to ourselves and to each other. Okay. I agree. All right. Thanks for coming by. Um, You know what would be really awesome? What? Is if the people that are listening would go right now to whatever platform you're listening on yes. and subscribe, first of all. Yes. It's really great if you subscribe and then rate, rate us and, and leave us. a review. If you would leave a review, we're going to start reading them on the air. Mm-hmm. And that would mean the world to us. These new, us as new, a new podcast, it just helps us um, get in front of more people. So if you could go do that right now, that would be so fantastic and tell all your friends, yes. tag us on the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter that we're going to have, or I head guess. over to the blog at, uh, the lady bits podcast.com. You can also I'm not the best at memory. Sorry guys. The lady bits And you can email us at hello at the lady And if you have questions or comments, just want to say hello, that's where you go. Yes. All those so, things. That would be so fantastic for us, and we would appreciate you so much. So thanks for stopping by today. And with that, we say bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Lady Bits Podcast is created and produced by me, Amanda Holloman, and Abby McGee. It is recorded in Wilmington, North Carolina. Our sound engineer and graphic designer is my hot husband, Brent. Web design and music contributions are by Abby's also hot husband, Todd. The theme music is recorded by us and our very, very still hot husbands. Special thanks to Beta Radio for the use of their recording studio and to Millie Holloman for the images that can be found on our website and social feeds. You can find us at theladybitspodcast.com. Girl, my brain is like spinning. (laughs) I needed more food in my belly to soak up this freaking wine. My head's spinning. Wait, isn't that a song? Do you feel like that sometimes? Like your brain is like floating and spinning around at the same time? Um, I feel like it. It is like this. I need some chips to soak it up. I need some chaps. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. More salami. But I'm out of cheese. Um.